Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, we bring you a special bonus episode of Mackie and Judd on this Monday. And as you'll see, we've booted Judd Zolgad from the room because he doesn't appreciate the art of professional wrestling like we do. And we're going to replace Judd Zolgad with someone who does. A seven-time world champion, Le Champion, the demo god himself, the best in the world at what he does. And he's headlining the Quake by the Lake card on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday, live at Target Center, downtown Minneapolis, where he goes one-on-one with the interim AEW champion, John Moxley, noted 1980s hockey fan, Chris Jericho, joins the Mackey and Judge show. I'm here. Um... Yeah, I, late 70s, early 80s was my hockey uh, forte for sure. Especially Bill Goldsworthy. I just <laughs> love that name. I had Bill Goldsworthy hockey card. I know this kind of early 70s, but. Bill Goldsworthy is a great hockey name, too. Yeah. It just, it just, just screams say, missing five teeth. You know, it just kind of kind of picture over. what he looks yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> like a comb over. You notice there's always so many <clears throat> classic hockey players with names that nobody else has. You ever notice that? Yeah. Do you Give us anybody, a few of your favorites. Do you know anybody else with the last name of Iserman? Do you know no. anybody else with the last name of, of Gretzky? Cicerelli? Anybody, Cicerelli. Uh, Curry. Uh, I mean, like, just go through. Uh, Broughton. Broughton. Yeah. I mean, you know. Madonna. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, they're all like, they're all like made-up video game Howard names. Howard Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going over to, I'm going over to Joe Howard Chuck's for a beer. Never happened. Said nobody ever. There's never no. been anyone else named Howard Chuck. So no, it's no. interesting to me. And if you were to tell someone, I'm going to go over to Joe Howard Chucks for a beer, they'd say, oh, that guy was an early 80s hockey player for no, sure. No, right? he's, he's got the same last name. Oh, okay. No, that never happens. Hey, yeah. uh, Joanne Gretzky, my girlfriend, uh, invited me over for dinner. No, yeah. it never happens. <laughs> no, There's never. one family named Gretzky in the world, and Wayne is part of it. So there you go. It's amazing. Uh, what are, tell our audience, what are your Minnesota connections? Well, my wife is from Minnesota. Um, she's from Hibbing. Uh, the, the up in the Iron Range. So we've been going there. I mean, we've been married for 22 years. We've been going up to Lake Vermilion, up just, um, uh, like I said, outside of Chisholm. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. And I've, I've been going there usually every summer for the last 22 years. Um, so there's a connection there. And plus, I grew up in Winnipeg. So whenever we were going down to the big city for vacation, 
We'd go to Minneapolis Valley oh Fair. I've been to Valley Fair. I don't, is Valley Fair still, oh, still yeah. exists? It is. Yep. Yeah, dude. Declan. So what? They have the cor- the corkscrew. Yeah, was one of the first roller coasters. It would go upside down. I Wi- think. Wild yeah, thing we, is there a big one? The wild. We, thing. we would we would go uh, kind of the first trips that we that I took with my high, uh, like high school friends without parents would be to to Minneapolis. Go to Minneapolis for the weekend, man. So, uh, yeah, so there's always been great connections with Minneapolis and, and Chris Jericho, uh, basically since I was a teenager all the way up till now. Love it. Uh, so I've, I've wanted to ask you, it, I, it's Declan and I are both longtime wrestling fans. We followed your career for for almost the duration. Declan was born in the early 90s. I was born in the mid-80s. And so, like, you, we, we've, we've, we've followed you along and I, I think one of the things i love the most about your career is how many times you have moved off of something into reinvention you have such a great creative way of continuing to make yourself relevant over 30 years what advice would you give someone in life looking to reinvent themselves well and that's the secret it's not just a wrestling thing or an entertainment thing is you have to reinvent you have to evolve uh and you have to update and the, nobody ever wants to be a nostalgia act and once again, that goes for anything. You could be a, a pharmacist and you don't want to do the same tricks you were using, you know, four or five years ago. So, but, but I think more so in entertainment and, and in wrestling, it's very much a David Bowie concept in that he always changed his look. He always updated his vibe uh, all the way until till the day he died with, with the Black Star record and, and uh, Button Eye was the character he created. I always liked that in, in that you could go to a Halloween party and dress as Chris Jericho with 10 of your friends and nobody would dress could would have to dress in the same outfit. You could have 10 different Chris Jericho's 10 different Bowie's. And that's what I wanted to do. Cause you know, like if you go see a rock and roll band, even the stones, I saw them a month ago and they, they play a new song. It's like, that's the way it should be. So I always wanted to keep myself uh, evolving and changing because when you're on TV, 52 weeks a year, uh, year after year after year, if, if you look the same and do the same thing, it gets pretty pretty tired very quickly, and I never wanted to have that. So that's that's the mindset with that. Chris, who's someone maybe on the AEW card that you've seen since it's launched here three, four years ago that has kind of changed their persona and, and upped it to, to a level, not maybe of Chris Jericho, but someone who has changed their idea and it keeps evolving into the next steps? Well, I think there's a lot of guys that, that have evolved just in, in the way they, they, they see the business. I mean, when we first started, it was Chris Jericho and kind of a, a ragtag group of, of, you know, guys that hadn't really been on TV a lot as far as being on national TV. So if you look at the way that Darby Allen runs his matches now or Jungle Boy or Sammy Guevara or uh, any of those types of guys, Daniel Garcia, guys that, that have worked with me a lot, uh, that have worked with other vets that have really learned how to Britt Baker, how to become a, a television performer, how to run your matches where it's not, not all just about, you know, high spots and big bumps, but the psychology of a match and the promos, Eddie Kingston is, is great at it. MJF is great at it. So I think we've got a lot of guys that are learning how to become national television stars, which there's a big difference, you know, and if you don't, if you don't know, you might think, oh, come on, there's not that much of a difference, but there really is. And I think that's one of the reasons why rosters improve so much is they're really figuring out how to be on TV 52 weeks a year and have matches, promos, and a character that's a little bit exciting uh, than it was in the past where you were doing shows that weren't really on TV. Chris, who, who taught you the most about, to what you just said, all right, you're, you're going to go from being someone who's trying to get all the 
the phys- the physical things down and the moves to know you are a, you are a TV entertainer. You are a performer in front of thousands and millions of people. You need you need to to walk into those shoes. Who taught you the most about yeah. doing that? I mean, I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot of different guys. I mean, I learned a lot from from Pat Patterson, who who was in the WWF E for 30, 40 years. He taught me taught me a lot about the psychology of wrestling. Obviously, I learned a lot about the pageantry and the show business aspect from Vince McMahon. Um, you know, and in the ring, a guy like Shawn Michaels, a guy like The Rock. I mean, we kind of taught each other some of those things. But, um, you know, I, I think just having the experience of, of doing this for as long as I have, you take different things from years and decades in different countries that you worked in to be able to shake it all up into to a total kind of package. You learn from a lot of different people. I mean, I've learned some stuff from Tony Khan even because uh, he kind of brought back a lot of passion to the business because he came in with a younger perspective than Vince had. So anybody that you work with and work for, you can learn a little bit from if you respect them and appreciate their vision. Chris, what I've you mentioned Britt Baker and DMD, who's uh, as someone who is a big wrestling fan myself, I've I've loved watching her evolution too on AEW. And I think what's so unique lately with AEW is you guys have really closed that gap. Like I feel like WWE the last four or five years, the thing that they've really hung their hat on is their women's division. But now I think AEW has closed that to where it's now just neck and neck, right? Yeah, Britt Baker, Ruby Soho's come over. Um, obviously Tony Storm. Th- there's so many great women's wrestlers now. It seems like you guys are now closing that gap, and it, it really looks like you guys are just as good at that women's division as WWE is. Well, like I said, we don't ever really focus on what WWE is doing. You can't because we we have you know two shows a week that we have to focus on and telling the best stories and the best matches and all that sort of thing. But I'm really proud of of, of development of our uh, some of our girls. You mentioned Britt. I mean, she came into her own when she got hurt a couple of years ago. She couldn't wrestle and thought it was the worst time ever. And I was like, no, it's actually probably the best time because now you can just do more promos and more interviews and work on the character. And that really got her over. I think Jade Cargill's a natural who's come in, who's just learning the personality side of things. And she's got personality, believe me. Um, you know, Tony Storm has done a great job of coming in. Like you mentioned, Ruby's been kind of reinvigorated. So y- y- you start with what you have and then you make, it's like the thing I love about working with AW is Tony treats it like he's the general manager of a football team or a soccer team is that you start with your roster and then you, fortify it okay you need a running back you go out and find a great running back and add that to your team so we've really been working on our team and we have great vets we have great uh, performers in their prime and we have a great kind of bull bullpen of uh of, of, of younger guys and girls that are still learning that have massive potential to, to become breakout stars so that's what you have to do when you're on a team and um aw really is uh, the, the the best example of a team that I've been involved with since I've been in wrestling. It really is a, a different vibe and a different mindset where everyone is working together to, to become the biggest stars that we can all become and have the best show that we possibly can. And that comes from, once again, supporting each other and not kind of going each other, behind each other's backs for the, the politics that, that can happen sometimes. A couple more things here for the legendary Chris Jericho. So I, one of the best compliments I feel like I can give you in this last year is that there's been a couple matches, probably probably number one being the the death match against Nick Gage, where I genuine I was genuinely watching and concerned for your well being and health going into which is a great way to to sell a match. Oh my God, is someone going to get maimed in this match? 
What is it like for you going into either death matches or barbed wire everywhere matches that, you know, on the outside looking in, how do you not come out of that feeling like you were in a car crash or going through something dangerous? Can you pull back the curtain a little for us of how you feel going into and through those matches? You don't come out of it not feeling. I mean, a, a wrestling match is hard enough as it is, but those the reason why those matches worked for me is because the story dictated it. I mean, barbed wire ever was kind of the final confrontation with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. It had an eight-month feud with every other type of, you know, normal wrestling match, blood and guts match, you know, anarchy in the arena match. Guy tried to light me on fire. I threw a fireball in his face, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it really did fit the, the, what we were doing. And, you know, Obviously, I mean, those matches, I I kind of think they're really good for the business in a way because people sometimes get a little bit too carried away with like, oh, you know, it's just a show and they're not really hurting each other, each other. And obviously, you try not to hurt each other, but you get hurt all the time, bumps and bruises. And But when you see a barbed wire everywhere match, you see barbed wire literally sticking into, you know, somebody's skin, it kind of changes the perspective of how people kind of mock wrestling a lot of ways and dismiss it. Um, you know, you don't want to do those every night. I did one in 1992. I did one 29 years later in 2021, 93, 21. So maybe, you know, in another 29 years or years at 22, whatever the hell it is, I'll do one every 30 years, let's say. (laughs) So, um, but like I said, it it fit the story, which is most important to me. And I think it, it, like I said, it makes people uh, cringe a little bit to like, wow. This really is pretty crazy stuff, and wrestling by proxy is crazy, and I like it when uh, it puts it into perspective that you can really get hurt in this business, and you should respect the performers that are doing this uh, a little bit more than some people do uh, you know, on social media, for example. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, this Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite, Quake by the Lake, live at Target Center in Minneapolis. Tickets available, aewtix.com. That's aewtix.com. Dot com. Um, just w- one last thing for you here. You have a three-decade history with Vince, and he officially has stepped down, and now Stephanie and Triple H are running the WWE. I guess what was what was the, the summary of your thoughts when you saw that news officially come across the wire last week, Chris? Well, once again, I haven't worked there in five years, so um, it had to happen eventually. It seems a little surreal, but we are uh, more than, uh, th- than, than doing our own thing here, and you know, good luck to them, but to me, the most important thing is 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 the world title match that I have with John Moxley in Minneapolis. Once again, it's always been a great town for me. This is my first world championship title shot in two and a half years. Let's uh, get it back. Get it back, guy baby. That, yeah, so it's it's going to be a huge match, and we're really excited uh, for Dynamite. It's going to be one of the biggest matches of my career and one of the biggest matches of Moxley's as well. Actually, that's one thing I love real quick about AEW. You guys... The, the creative way that you brand and promote Wednesday Night Dynamite, it doesn't just have to be AEW Dynamite. Put a layer on top of it. Quake by the Lake, right? I, I love the way that you guys are putting together these special events on, on TBS every week. It's a blast. Well, I think it stems from kind of boxing, thrill in Manila type thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, we, we, we like, when we first started, I, I had an idea, why don't we have every episode call it something? Like, you know, every episode of Friends has a name. Yeah. Uh, and we don't do that every episode. The, the we, one with the barbed wire. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the one with the barbed wire. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we do have those sorts of tent poles. And, you know, that means maybe next year we'll come back and do Quake by the Lake, too, or maybe make it an annual uh, show 
where it's not just always about the pay-per-view, it's about the weekly dynamites as well. So once again, we're really, really stoked. Minneapolis is a great wrestling city. It's a great Chris Jericho city, and it's going to be a great night this Wednesday. Awesome, man. Chris Jericho. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Cheers, <laughs> right man. on, man. All right, AEWTicks.com if you want to check it out. Quake by the Lake, AEW Dynamite. Dex. Good stuff, man. Can't wait. Take, a, take that belt off Mox, Chris. Go get it. Let's Go get, get it. it. Let's get it. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.